nutrition, gut health, mental health, hormones, and so much more. These all play roles in sustainable weight management. So, I scoured the globe with top experts in fitness, health, and weight loss to bring to you this podcast. So take a seat and enjoy the ride. Welcome to another episode of the Matter of Mind Experience. I'm your host, Master Trainer and Weight Management Expert, Narado Zico Powell. Now, this episode is going to be a little different because recently I've been receiving many questions from listeners about health, fat loss, and other topics. And even though I answer and I address these questions, I come to realize that a lot of them are similar. Like, I find that most people tend to have the same questions, especially on the beginning of their journey. So my plan going forward is once a month to have about one or two Q&A episodes so you can hear the questions from that others have asked. I'll address those questions so you can see if you have those questions and how those answers can help you as well. Feel free, by the way, to email me at uh, narado at zikahealth.com. So my first name, Narado, N-A-R-A-D-O at zikohealth.com. You can email me there or just DM me on Instagram at zikohealth. If you have any questions and I'll address it on the show, I won't disclose your name or any, any information about you. Just, you know, privacy reasons, right? But I will address your question because I'm sure if you have your question, someone else have that question as well. And it, it can, we can all, it'll be beneficial for all of us. So with that being said, Let's get this session started. The first question that was posed to me or that I have in this, this, uh, this episode is, in order to maximize fat burn, should I eat fat and protein at night or should I eat carbs? Surprisingly enough, this comes up a lot and it comes up because we've been given a lot of wrong information over decades now. And it's something I've addressed with multiple people, and I'm going to address it here. I've even addressed it on one of my shorts, but I'm going to address it more directly here because this is a tricky question. But before I get into the answer, remember, do not confuse anything I say as direct nutrition advice. Before making any dietary changes, please consult a medical or dietary professional. However, this answer comes down to sleep quality. We know by now, I've talked about this many times, that our brain prefers glucose or ketones, right? Especially at night. And when, we're, when, when we, our brain is robbed of glucose or ketones at night, it can make it really hard. It, it actually pushes our body into stress, which I'm going to get into that a little bit later in one of the other questions. But on a standard low-carb diet, the brain will still largely depend on glucose the sugar that's found in our, in, our, in our blood for fuel, right? But that's, especially in the beginning, where if, especially if you're not going into ketosis, your brain is still going to largely depend on glucose. However, the brain may burn some ketones 
um, than a regular diet, but still largely depend on glucose. On a ketogenic diet, however, ketones are the primary fuel for your brain. So this is the kicker here. This is why everything has to be specific to you and you can't just take this as a general advice. See, or a specific advice, you have to really think about it before you're actually um, implementing. Because unless you're on a keto diet, or if you're metabolically flexible, which is in my case, you may want to feed your body or even your brain glucose in the evenings, not necessarily directly before bed, especially if you're trying to lose weight. You may not want to feed yourself a bunch of carbs before you go to bed, but in the evenings after a meal, right? So, you know, my, my setup, I generally say for dinner, a complete meal with protein, fats, and fiber, quote unquote, veggies, right? The more veggies, the better. Um, then eat carbs post meal. You can even wait an hour later if you have to, right? In the evenings and have a nice, good balanced meal. And your carbs should be something like, uh, it can be maybe sweet potato. It could be um, berries. It could even be fruit. There's something that, that's complex would be best because eating like that is going to give your brain that steady dose of glucose. Now, again, this is unless you're on a ketogenic diet. So, yeah, so eating in a way, again, I would say meal with your meal with fats and protein and fiber and then berries or some type of fruit for healthy dessert to keep your blood sugar steady and to provide your brain and blood what it needs throughout the night. And I'm going to and there's another question later on that I'm going to get into even deeper on what happens at night if we don't feed our brain glucose. So stick around. I'm going to get into that a little bit later as I address. I think that's question four or five, I believe. Probably four. The next question. If you want to lose weight, should I uh, focus on low carbs so my body is uh, always in fat burn? Actually, the question was, if I want to lose weight, should I focus on low carbs so my body is always in fat burn? I know why I said you there, but anyway, that's the question, right? This really, like most things these days, and I'm going to come up with an article on this um, quite soon, comes down to being metabolically flexible. See, being in fat burn, and this is where a lot of people misconstrue this, because they think, oh, I'm burning fat. That means that I'm going to lose weight all the time. Well, not really. See, it can be good in the short term. But we have enough science now to know that over time, our bodies will downregulate its ability to burn carbs efficiently. Because what happens is our body uses enzymes to, bur to break down fats and carbs and protein, of course. However, our body is really smart. If you only feed it fat, it's going to create less of the enzymes like amylase to break down carbs. I mentioned that in a group that I was, uh, that I was counseling once and uh, was in someone messaged me, emailed me an article. Yeah, emailed me an article on, uh, on I don't remember what country it was, or it was a particular city where the everyone, most people in that city lost a lot of their sugar burning enzymes. And because then they struggled to digest, um, they struggled to digest anything that had any kind of sugars in it, including, including natural sugars. So that's why I'm a fan of mixing it up and eating as your body needs and training your body to be metabolically flexible. Now, unless you're working with a medical or dietary professional, you may not know how to do that. I personally say work with Lumen. Their website is lumen.me because they have a breathalyzer you can blow into. And based on what your body burns, their nutritionist gives you 
uh, guidance so you can eat accordingly to train your metabolism to become healthy. Um, it's it's a only product that I recommend all the time because I think you've heard on, you heard about it on my show like a million times. But Lumen is a fantastic product. The website is Lumen.me. Um, my code actually is Zico Health. I think gives you fifty dollars off um, their website. So I'm sorry, fifty dollars off their um, their um, their service. Sorry, I drew a blank there. So yeah, so but being metabolically flexible is very important and it's more sustainable. Unless again, you're going to be in ketosis forever, because what happens with people who are in ketosis? Not saying ketosis is bad. However, unless you're gonna eat like this, like a ketosis or a carnivore type diet the rest of your life, you may not want to do ketones long term because then your body down down regulates its ability to store car. I'm sorry, to burn carbs. So then you'll more likely store them. So again, this is why I recommend training your metabolism to have the ability to break down fats and carbs, being metabolically flexible. The next question is, uh, she said, I fast for 16 hours daily for the past few weeks, but I've only lost two pounds. Why would that be? <laughs> that is such a loaded question. This question came from a female. and. I, I, I preface that by saying that because there are different fasting windows for men and women. And I'm not being sexist. I've never been called sexist. I don't think I'm sexist. So you know, I, I don't know if anybody was, wasn't thinking about it, they might be thinking about it now, right? But seriously, it's not, it's not about that. It's that there are different fasting windows for men and women because the hormonal profiles are different. I've had experts on my show who have discussed that. And when we fast too long, we can actually stress our bodies Lumen actually talks about this all the time. Their experts talk about this all the time. See, the stress response can slow down our metabolism and uh, lower our BMR and all the health, uh, other, the other things it can do for our bodies as well. But as far as manage our body weight, those two things I'm going to talk about is downregulate our metabolism and lower our BMR because it really comes down to our bodies being in what we call uh, starvation mode right? Holding on to energy instead of using it. Now, I want you to note here, though, that my answer is uh, it's, it's about daily fast. But studies show that women should not fast more than 12 to 14. Some may say 14 to 16, but I stay strong at 12 to 14. I've met women who can fast up to 15. And this is daily fast now, not... I'm sorry, sorry. This is daily fast now. Um, not, um, if you do a weekly, like I do a weekly, a weekly, uh, dinner to dinner, 24 hour fast, it's a little different, but daily 12 to 14 hours. Um, some women can fast 15, some may even make it to 16, but it, the, the, the biggest factor that tends to come down other than sleep, of course, is how flexible your metabolism is. If your metabolism is extremely flexible and you can break down fat, you can fast longer in theory because then your body will run off the fat you eat or your own body fat. But if you are a sugar burner in the beginning of training your body how to fast, especially for women, you don't want to fast more than 12. And then, and then as you become more metabolically flexible, increase your fasting window. That seems to be the best approach for every female I've ever worked with. So I've had people say to me, you don't know what you're talking about because I know women that can fast for 16 hours or so. I'm saying, yes, but what's their metabolism like? How long have they been fasting? What's their body weight? There's so many factors that go into it other than, oh, just fast is so long because you're a woman. No, it really, there are other factors that play a part into it. But if you're new 
and you're a sugar burner, then you want to start at a, at, a, at a window around 12 hours and then build your way up. You may even make it to 16 hours daily, but you have to start and build your way up. If you're getting headaches, your energy levels are low, you're gaining weight, you're probably not fasting. I'm sorry, you're probably fasting too much. And that's one of the benefits also of using Lumen is because when you're fasting, you will blow into it and you can blow into it while you're fasting. If you're blowing like a three or higher, which you're burning more carbs, then you're, you're more likely stressing your body at that point. And that's when your fasting needs to end. But over time, as you will blow into it, like on my dinner to dinner fast, I'll take my tests and even 20 hours in, I'm still burning fat because my metabolism is very good at breaking down fat when it needs to. Versus if I was a sugar burner, that would not be the case because I blow, I would take my test and burn sugars when I'm supposed to be burning fat, which is not really helpful in a fast. So start at the, at the, at the shortest window and kind of like work your way up. And oh, I'm not going to leave brothers, my men out there. I'm not going to leave you hanging. I think I just realized I left you hanging at the end of that answer. Cause I know a female asked that question, but for men, you can fast a little bit longer you know, men can really get away with 14 to 16 hours, in my opinion. Some may say 17 or 18. But again, if you're a sugar burner, you want to start up at a 14 hour window and then work yourself up as the fasting time, right? 14 hours of fasting and work your way up. But as you become more metabolically flexible, you can increase your fasting window instead of throwing yourself into these long, unnecessary fasts. Like OMAD, I don't have anything against it. I have a short where I talk about OMAD, but I don't believe in it unless you are at that point where you're metabolically flexible enough to go on OMAD. The next question is uh, cold exposure. Uh, she said that uh, I heard the cold exposure can improve. Oh, well, I messed up right there, right? I heard that cold exposure can improve weight loss. Is this true and how? I still got improved wrong. Isn't that crazy, right? But yeah, I heard that cold exposure can improve weight loss. Is this true and how? Well, in principle, yes. See, cold exposure can activate brown fat. And I want to stop here and point out the difference. See, brown fat breaks down blood sugar, i.e. glucose, and fat molecules to create heat and help maintain body temperature, right? Cold temperatures activate brown fat, which leads to various metabolic changes in the body. See, most of our fat, however, is white fat, which stores extra energy. And too much white fat builds up in obesity. So, yeah, so that means if you want to lose weight, you need to increase your brown adipose tissue and lower your white adipose tissue. Scientists have also discovered that white fat behaves like brown fat when exposed to cold temperatures. So think about that. When exposed to cold temperatures, white fat can start to behave like brown fat. And to be fair, because I'm talking about temperatures here, but when exposed to ketones, white fat does the same thing. It can behave like brown fat. That's one of the reasons why I cycle keto. I know I've had um, experts on the show who believe solely in being ketosis all the time. That's not my stance. I believe in cycling keto, especially in colder temperatures. I'm exposing my body to ketones and cold temperatures for a longer periods of time. My white fat is behaving more like brown fat. And I'm going to eventually, well, I already do anyway, I have more brown fat than white fat in my body. 
But if you have more white fat, which stores energy, hence leading to obesity, right? But I cycle keto, and as I cycle ketosis in the colder months, I may be in keto ketosis for about six weeks or so, twice a year. So, um, so right when at the beginning of winter and then towards the end of winter, usually both times that I cycle ketosis and I move myself out of it. Everybody does it differently, but that's really my approach to cycling ketosis. But research tells us that temps at around uh, 66 degrees can activate brown fat. So yes, cold exposure, right? We've seen Instagram and TikTok, everybody doing these, uh, these uh, challenges or to sit in the cold tanks. It really is true. It does help to activate brown fat. There are many benefits to it. However, you don't have to sit in cold buckets of ice to activate brown, to activate, you know, brown fat, right? or to train your white fat to act, to act like brown fat, you can take colder showers. Just, just think about that, right? I don't know how cold your shower is where you are or where you live, but <laughs> I, was, I was born and raised in Jamaica. And I, I know for sure whenever I go home and I take those cold showers, it activates brown fat. I'm telling you, oh, it, it, the water is cold. It, it, it is no joke cold. And the last question I have here. Yes, this is the one that I'm going to talk about blood sugar a little bit more. The question five is, uh, what is the best kind of uh, breakfast for weight loss? This is a tough one, to be honest, because, well, actually, before I answer the question, do not confuse anything I say with direct nutrition guidance before making any dietary changes. Please consult a medical or dietary professional. I'm just giving you something to think about on the uh, beginning or along your weight management journey. See, first, we need to know that insulin is higher in the mornings. See, the boost in sugar is your body's way of making sure you have enough energy to get up and start your day. That's why our cortisol is supposed to be higher in the mornings. Not the same, not always the case for everyone, but it's supposed to be higher in the mornings, right? This is really called the, um, the dawn phenomenon or the dawn effect. Another thing that triggers this is, it is um, if your blood sugar drops too low in the middle of the night while you're sleeping, your body will release hormones in an attempt to rescue you from dangerously low blood sugar. Your body will end up being stressed. It's nothing with even with fasting that I talked about, right? Because if your blood sugar drops too low in the middle of the night while you're sleeping, your body is going to think you're stressed. It's going to try to rescue you, raising your cortisol, raising your adrenaline levels. The stress response is cortisol um inter interrupting your sleep quality and uh causing you to be, to to crave sugars when you wake up your insulin levels are going to be too high another reason why eating a balanced um meal and uh feeding your brain in glucose at night can be very helpful now regarding mornings Eating a balanced breakfast with minimal carbs is best for uh, most people. The same idea with dinner. In fact, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I recommend doing the same thing as far as eating higher protein with healthy fats, with good fiber, and then fruits at the end. I recommend that with every big meal. And if you are trained, like I trained, I have to eat about five, sometimes six times a day. My me my my snacks in between is usually uh something complex, healthy fruit or 
you know, I try to stay away from processed as much as possible. Sometimes it's going to be high, high, high protein, high fiber, depending on what my needs are for the day based on, how, you know, based on how I train. But for the standard person, you want to have three healthy meals with carbs at the end of your meal to keep your blood sugar steady. This is, that's why I'm going to say to stay away from high sugar is um, breakfast. Try to eat balanced whole foods. That's not a thing too that I didn't really bring up, but I do kind of just said the, the, the fruits, right? So try to eat more balanced whole foods. Could give you more fiber. That's good for your gut microbiome, um, for your gut bacteria, which produces the postbiotics, which is what your body can use immediately for it to help you, right? So good, healthy fiber is important. These are simple processed sugary foods among the worst things you can do for your health and metabolism. I mean, there's McDonald's and uh, 50 carbs before you even start your day. I most days don't even eat 50 grams of carbs before lunch, much less most people eat it early in the morning and you're wondering why you can't lose weight. Now, if you are hyperactive in the morning, some people cycle or something in a fasted state, there are things that can alter that. But for the general public, I'll say try to eat a good, healthy, fat, protein-based breakfast along with some um, veggies for fiber and some healthy carbs and try to eat that as consistently as you can for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Only snack if you need to, keeping your blood sugar steady. And this can work like gangbusters for you. So there it is, fam. Remember, feel free to email, email me at zikahealth.com. I'm sorry, I said that wrong. Not zikahealth.com. Feel free to email me at uh, narado at zikahealth.com. Just go straight to zikahealth.com. and may not get anybody. Well, my website is there, so you'll see this court. you see uh, these uh, these wonderful show notes and my wonderful other articles, of course. But anyway, email me at, Z- at uh, narado at zikahealth.com or just DM me on Instagram at zikahealth. That information will also be in the show notes. Uh, zikahealth.com. I haven't made up my mind what the end of it's going to be, but when you click on the link in the in the episode, you'll be able to get to the show notes. And with that being said. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for joining the Matter Over Mind experience. If you got good content out of this or any of my shows, save, subscribe, and share it with anyone who needs this information. Remember, always take the scenic route and enjoy the ride.